Hello and welcome to the Help Me Understand podcast. Help Me Understand is a weekly podcast that explores the context behind the things that we experience from day to day. With topics ranging from personal development to parenting to health and fitness and more, join me, your host, J.K. McLeod, as I share my thoughts and also host conversations that are meant to encourage you to say, help me understand, in an effort to add perspective to the things we experience in everyday life. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, J.K., and I am back with another Friday 4 episode. It's been a while since I've put out either a Friday 4 or really just uh, an episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. As some of you hopefully are aware of, I've devoted a decent amount of time here, uh, recording time, like the window that I would typically record the Help Me Understand podcast. I've tried to start dedicating more of that to the podcast that Kelly and I are doing together. If you're not aware of it already, uh, this is your notification that uh, Kelly and I have now started a podcast. It's called Lifting, Running, and Living with Coach Kelly and Coach JK. And we, uh, as when this episode of Help Me Understand will come out, which will be Friday, July 21st, then we also are releasing an episode same day of Lifting, Running, and Living, which I'm going to shorten to just LRL because it's just a lot easier um, to say that instead of Lifting, Running, and Living every time. So if you have not checked that out already, uh, then I highly recommend that you do. The episode that is going to be coming out the same day that this particular episode of the Friday Four on Help Me Understand comes out is one where we spent a good amount of time diving into talking about a lot of different things, but really mostly centered around what we were calling uh, talking about the motivation to train and then how we work with coaching people who are different than us. And something that I thought was pretty cool is that that particular topic of how do you coach people or the question, how do you work with and coach people that are different than you actually came from Kelly's mom. And um, I thought it was a great question. We dove pretty deep into that particular topic. Naturally, the topic of motivation, uh, motivation to train came up. And then as Kelly and I always do, we ended up kind of unpacking a whole lot of different things, Uh, talked about looking back on our past training history and how we view that now compared to what we do now. Then, uh, you know, going back to the whole motivation piece, you know, how do we each feel about that whole idea of needing to be motivated to train or how you get motivated? And is that something that maybe are we steering the ship kind of in the wrong direction if we're really looking to be motivated to get things done? So that'll actually be Friday for topic number one is my biased, my heavily biased recommendation that you check out the latest episode of LRL, which is Lifting, Running, and Living with myself and my friend Kelly, who goes by Coaching Klutz. So check that out, and I would really appreciate if you subscribed to that particular podcast. We put out episodes every other Friday. Yeah, we put out episodes every other Friday, and they are long-form episodes anywhere from... I guess average right now is about an hour and a half ish. 
Uh, we we may or may not start shortening some of those episodes. It'll probably depend on how efficient I can be, because uh, sometimes you know your boy likes to ramble. So uh, definitely check that out, and I would appreciate any feedback that you may have on uh, topics that you'd like to hear us cover, whether they have to do with just general life, like you want to just hear some different perspectives that are lifestyle based. Uh, or if you'd like to have us deep dive into a topic that has to do with the world of running, which is what Kelly specializes in. She is also a strength coach. However, she uh, primarily focuses on training uh, people to complete their first like distance run or, or even, I'm sorry, also works with experienced distance runners, especially like getting people from going from say like 5Ks, 10Ks going into ultra uh, marathons and then ultras too. And then of course, if you do have questions about anything lifting related, so whether it's strength, um, hypertrophy, body composition, composition, physique focus, all that stuff, uh, that is definitely my jam. So we are definitely down to take any sort of suggestions for topics that we can cover. So there you go. All right, Friday for topic number two is going to be a uh, a short update here on what I've got going on as far as my life in maintenance. The uh, That's kind of the header that I've chosen to, to keep for the past few Friday 4s where I have given you a bit of an update. So for those who were wondering, yes, I am still currently in maintenance. So at the time that this podcast will come out, uh, I will still be in maintenance. My plan as of right now, and I alluded to this a bit on the uh, most recent episode of LRL, um, my plan is to maintain or stay in maintenance, maintain my maintenance, stay in maintenance from a nutrition standpoint uh, through about the midpoint in August. Where that kind of time frame is coming from is that we have one uh, family vacation that is scheduled. I'm going to go head down to or myself, my wife and our two kids, we're going to head down to Alabama, meet up with my brother and his family, and we're going to stay uh, with my parents who live down there. And um, I know that I'm not really digging going into any sort of a um, an intentional deficit going into that particular trip. Uh, certainly doesn't mean that I won't still make what I feel like are pretty solid choices as far as trying to ensure that I prioritize protein at every meal, that um, I really try to prioritize making fruits and vegetables something that are easy and accessible snacks to have. My target has been averaging about six servings of fruits and or vegetables, any combination of that each day. I'm still focusing on getting in just that general um, that general range of about 12,000 steps a day um, on average. Over the last three months, it's been just a shade under that. I was actually looking at some numbers the other day. Uh, I think I'm sitting in the uh, mid-11,000 range, so let's say like 11.5, 11.7, right around there range or 11,500 to 11,700. I should probably clarify that. So that's where things are kind of sitting right now. And then um, what was the other thing? Oh, water. Uh, Water intake has been pretty solid for the most part. Uh, I use kind of this, this general range that's out there of around anywhere from 110 to 140 ounces of water, uh, give or take. So that, that stuff will all still be there. Those will all still be staples, uh, whether, whether I'm in maintenance or not, but on vacation and trips and, and even just everyday life, those are the things that I'm still continuing to focus on. So 
back to the point though. Uh, I knew that I wasn't want to, going to want to be in any sort of a deficit or have to focus on that. It's not a, a trade-off that I was willing to make. Um, going into vacation and while on vacation, then we will return and that'll be around, let's say the second week in August or so. At that point, uh, I'll be a couple of weeks out from my 45th birthday. And again, I did talk about this on LRL. So if you'd like to hear more about that in depth, we went over it kind of right at the beginning when we did uh, kind of our opening updates. So um, going into my 45th year on on this planet, one of the things that I know I would like to do is begin to implement more performance-based training um, into my my wheelhouse, or I guess into my routine, my rhythm. So what, what that looks like kind of still remains to be seen. I have slowly but surely started to hand over the reins of my individual program, so the workouts that I do. I have um, started working with a coach to have them go ahead and program workouts for me slowly but surely. Uh, I post about this on my Instagram story. It's it's something that um, is not the easiest thing for me to do, to be, to be very transparent about it. Uh, and why it's not the easiest thing for me to do as far as uh, handing over the reins of my training program with the things that I'm going to do for my training, whether it be lifting or, or otherwise... It's pretty much lifting. Let's keep it real. Um, Is because I know that I can get pretty easily distracted when I'm in the gym. And what I mean by that is not in terms of I get easily distracted by my phone or by talking to people or anything like that. Sure, those things will pop up every now and then. What I mean by getting easily distracted in the gym is it is it's it's what I call like the programmer's dilemma. There's like this umbrella of things that I think are under this list of the programmer's dilemmas. And one of the programmer's dilemmas as far as somebody who programs workouts for other folks is for me, at least, and maybe if there's another coach or trainer who's listening to this and, and you can feel me on this, I would definitely appreciate your feedback. It can be really easy to, in the back of your mind, consistently be thinking about clients. And, you know, if I do, I do one-on-one and then I also program um, group training programs. It's very easy to think about those folks and those programs as you're doing your own program. And then you start to think of different ideas and and combinations, not you, I'll put this on me. I start to think of different ideas and combinations that I can put together. Uh, Even just thinking through, you know, feedback that somebody had given me about a particular movement, not feeling necessarily as comfortable. So my first thought is, okay, well, what are a couple of things that I can do to tweak this movement? And if I feel like I can't necessarily type it out or even word it very well, then let me take a few minutes before I start my workout to film a different demo so I can show them kind of a different thing. And this is nothing new. It's actually something that I really enjoy. Like I really like the creativity and, um, the just I like tinkering I like feeling kind of like a mad scientist inside of a lab trying to put together like the latest mutant whatever with all these different chemicals and different things like that only I like to do it when it comes to in terms of training so I really enjoy trying to 
put different movement patterns together. I really enjoy trying to work um, work with particular challenges and figure out, okay, how can we really, the base of it is how can we make the best use of the time that you're already spending in the gym, make it efficient, hit all the, the body parts that we want to, how can we improve strength? I mean, I'm constantly thinking of those things. So if you take all of those different things that I really enjoy doing, and then you tell me like, Hey, um, you're going to need to stick to this particular workout plan and you're not going to have the autonomy to kind of go, you know, off script and change these different things around, then, well, let me rewind. I tell myself that if I'm going to do that, so if I'm going to have somebody else do, do a program for me, if I'm going to do, you know, group programming that someone else is designing, then in order to really give it the best shot that I could and in order to, um, respect the individual who took the time to build that programming, then I really, I don't feel like I, I do it. Uh, I feel like I'm doing it a disservice and that person a disservice if I start to kind of freelance and change some things here and tweak some things here all the time. So that's why it can be very difficult for me uh, to hand over those particular reins. And for a while I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is more of like an ego thing. Like, you know, keep it real here. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, is really is the struggle really that you just feel like you're not sticking to, you're not going to stick to it because you're just getting distracted by other things? Or is it really more of a, you feel like you could do it better than that person? And I'm now very, very confident that it's certainly not that. Um, I'm very, uh, very comfortable in saying that there are folks out there that will program certain aspects of things better than I will. Um, and I learn quite a bit from those folks. I feel very confident in what I do. And then also I'm, I can be coachable and I'm somebody who can definitely follow direction when given. So what I've decided to do again is just go ahead and hand over the reins. So I'm letting, um, I'm, getting someone else to design my programming for me for a while here. I'm not sure exactly how long it'll be, uh, but that's the route that I'm going to go. And I'll follow that primarily the way that it's written. So there is still a little bit of me, you know, that gets tempted to kind of do a few things differently. However, I know that if I do that, then I'm not putting myself in the best position to provide open, honest, and helpful feedback to the coach at all. Um, or the group or whoever it may be, whatever, um, whatever I decide to do, you know, going forward, um, a big catalyst for this particular decision. So this is kind of going to be maybe, um, Friday for number two and three, but a big catalyst for this particular decision was really trying to slowly, but surely also remove some of the decisions that I'm making. So where that comes into play is just the understanding that, the the average human makes a lot of decisions per day. I can't remember the uh, the exact number that it was. I know I've heard the numbers tossed around before, but it was like a very large amount of decisions. Like let's let's come up with like ten thousand. Somebody can fact check me on that if they want to. But let's say the average human makes ten thousand decisions per day, and you may think to yourself, well, that's not that seems like overblown. And when you really sit down and you think about it, all the different decisions that you make. We're not talking like major life changing things, right? It's not like we're deciding to, you know, what car to buy today or um, what what neighborhood to move into today or what to major in today. We're talking just every day 
even the smallest things. Like right now, I decided, I mean, just today I've decided what time I was going to sit down and record a podcast. I decided uh, what message I was going to return when, and I decided, you know, what I wanted for lunch. And there's all these different decisions. And uh, again, one of the catalysts for this is trying to remove or trying to basically shift some of that brain power that's being utilized for decisions that I don't necessarily need to take on the load of like training programming and moving that to someone else so that I I can free up some brain space in order to work on training programs for others without it affecting my own workouts. So when I go into the gym, like I have a program to execute that I'm not spending my time writing and sometimes rewriting and then tweaking and doing some different things. As much as I love doing it, it's something that really both myself and my clients and our group members would be better served if I handed those reins to someone else for a while at least, especially because, and I'll get into this kind of more into a future episode, I've got some additional things that are coming up that I really want to pour into uh, and they're going to require me to take on a bit of a different training style. So something that perhaps has a little bit more of a performance feel to it. So, all right, I feel like I've kind of gone gone kind of in a different direction with the my life and maintenance update so that's an update for you there Um, generally things are going pretty well though i would say so still still rolling and and rocking here with my life and maintenance things have stayed pretty stable for those of you who are more like numbers junkies and you're kind of wondering okay well where's your you know where's your weight been in this whole thing Uh, over the last three months it's fluctuated the trend of my weight has fluctuated up or down in the three ish pounds range. So that doesn't mean that every single day has been within up three or under three. Some days it's been a fluctuation of more or less, but overall average wise, like the trend has stayed within about a three pound, um, three pound swing, um, either up or down. So that's, that's about where I'm good with being. I, for myself, um, knowing you know, my history and, and what the data tells me and different things like that, I would have, I would expect that I'm going to feel pretty good, um, knowing that I've stayed within a certain range as far as like my measurements go. Cause I also take measurements, not like just the scale measurement, but also I do take body measurements. So that sort of a thing. Then also just taking, um, taking data and measurements of where am I, where's my sleep usually falling? Like if I'm starting to notice that like, Hey, I just feel more sluggish and lethargic. So recovery is starting to suffer. If I feel like sleep is just not as great, not as high quality, then um, sometimes that can point back to the quality of foods. And then the timing sometimes for me too, can be kind of a bigger thing because I tend to be more of a late night eater and late night eating for me is not an issue. What turns out to be an issue though, is sometimes the choices that I make later in the evening, closer to bedtime, especially as someone who does get up earlier during, uh, in the morning. So earlier being like prior to 6am, we'll say sometimes it can be, you know, a little bit of a swing, but prior to 6am, um, then knowing that I'm going to be getting up and training earlier in the morning, I am kind of more cognizant of the quality of the nutrients that I'm consuming prior to bedtime so that I can feel like I'm putting myself in a good position to train in the morning. Um, so I am someone who do, who does 
not who does, who does uh, like to consume some food prior to bedtime uh, so that I can feel like I've at least got something that's in the tank prior to training. And then sometimes I'll have a little bit of a snack in the morning before heading to the gym. So, all right, let's wrap that one up. That is uh, talking about my life and maintenance. And then also uh, we'll call that Friday for topic number three, giving a little bit of information on uh, transitioning, training, and removing some of the decision-making pieces. Oh, uh, I am going to, I'm going to throw this out there too. The decision-making thing just reminded me. Friday 4, welcome to Friday 4, where sometimes you just kind of come up with stuff. I come up with stuff off the top of my head. Um, One of the other things that just popped into my head reminded me from a decision-making standpoint, I am making a commitment to having my clothes for the gym laid out prior to going to bed the night before. So that is not something that I routinely have done ever, really. Uh, I get up in the morning, I don't routinely have an issue feeling like I want to go to the gym or anything like that, Uh, and so, you know, I'll swing down stairs and kind of figure out, okay, what what clothes do I have and what do I want to wear? I don't put a, I I would like to say I don't put a ton of thought into it. I would think, I think that the majority of my decision-making process just has to do with shoes, primarily because I'm trying to remember what movements I have. And I'm just one of those people that's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to squat, there's certain, certain shoes, it's a tongue twister. There are certain shoes that I like to squat in a bit more. I like something that's like complete flat, flat shoe. If I'm going to squat, if I'm going to be deadlifting, then I like a certain type of shoe. If it's upper body, then it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, current programming that I'm doing now sometimes has a little bit of a total body feel to it on particular days. So that's probably my biggest decision. But, um, regardless though, that is one commitment that I'm making going forward here. So adding that to my, um, just my, my daily intentions here is to ensure that my clothes are laid out the night before. And it's a reminder for me and maybe hopefully a reminder for others or maybe a piece of information that you, if you're really looking to try to be as efficient as possible, even though it's not something that may take up a ton of time in the morning, figuring out what to wear and different things like that, why not do it the night before so that it's just one less decision to make that next morning. So that's really the way that I'm looking at it. It's one less thing to think about in the morning because I I just want to try and keep things as efficient as possible. So there we go. All right. So uh, let's see here. The last Friday for topic is actually, uh, this is a really, really random one. Uh, On LRL, the LRL podcast, Kelly and I uh, had kind of talked about, I think it was in episode one or two. I think it might've been episode one. We were talking about like reality TV and um, random thing is that both of us have, have watched the that reality show love is blind and uh my wife also watched it too and i was telling uh my wife emily i was telling her that this most recent season of love is blind was just it was just like so weird that you just i just felt like i had to watch it because it was just that just weird i don't know what i don't know how to describe it but anybody who's watched it you you totally understand what i'm saying so every now and then i'll come across a reality show that i'm just like that i know that this is basically trash tv and also 
I just find sometimes I find things like that really interesting. Uh, won't watch like the entire series, but at least kind of dabble in it just to see like is this something that might be slightly entertaining. And uh, I just wanted to share with you potentially the worst concept of a reality show that I've ever com- that I've come across in recent memory, at least. So I want to save myself some room to have forgotten maybe some other ones that I've just just blocked out of my memory. But there is a Netflix reality show that I believe is based in. I think it's based in the Dominican Republic. Everyone, I believe it's a, everyone that's on there speaks Spanish. So it's one of those shows where, um, the, the English language is dubbed over it. So you can definitely tell that nobody on there is speaking English. They've dubbed English voices over it, probably, you know, different actors and stuff like that. Um, I know some people get really, really annoyed with that. Like they can't stand that. I, it doesn't bother me like the, the dubbing thing, especially having grown up uh, for about five years living over in Southeast Asia. I was very, very used to watching shows where they had dubbed a different language. So I, you know, having your mouth, the person's mouth match the words they were saying is not that big of a deal to me. Anyways, back to this show. Uh, this show that I would like to cast my vote for potentially one of the worst, I'm not sure if it's just the worst concept or or if it also can double up, like get a, a double win as the worst reality show ever. Uh, for me, it's at least the worst one in recent memory. It's called Deep Fake Love. And I watched about 20 minutes of it and that that was pretty much enough. Like that was pretty much good to go. And what I, what it seems like the concept of this show is, is if you've ever um, watched the show uh, Temptation Island. Yeah. So if you've watched the show, watch the show Temptation Island, it seems like something like that sort of a concept where these couples, and we're going to say couples in air quotes, because you don't know if they're actually real couples or not these days. I think reality show could reality TV could be the furthest thing from reality, but let's say for the sake of argument, these are actual couples. So these couples decide that they're going to go on this show and the concept is that they're going to be separated. And so there's like one group, um, of one half of the couples that's going to go stay in this place with these other, like, you know, six sexy singles, like that sort of deal. And then the other half of the couple, the other half of the people in the couple are going to go stay with these other six sexy singles. I don't know if it's six, but whatever. I'm just trying to be entertaining. So they, they go stay with these people and then, you know, occasionally they will then get, get to watch video of what the other half is doing. So it would be like, say if my wife and I were like, yeah, we're going to test our relationship or whatever. We're going to go on this show. I'm going to go to this villa over here and you're going to go to that villa over there. And then, you know, they're going to get drunk and be tested and blah, 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 like do all these random things. And then you, the, the concept typically is, okay, well you watch the video and you kind of see like how your partner was acting, like not in your presence. And can you trust them? Here's the plot twist on this thing. What they do is they basically are showing. So say that I went on the show, they would be showing me video of my partner at a party um, you know, doing whatever they're doing. Like maybe they're hanging out, they're talking and then, you know, they're, they start drinking and then they're in the pool and they're in a, some sort of a weird, like spring break type contest, whatever. And I'm watching that video. The whole concept of this show though is different because what they're doing is they're actually using like deep fakes. So they're using 
um, artificial intelligence or artificially generated video content to make it look like your partner is doing something that they didn't actually do. So let's say that I go on the show and we have a rule. My wife and I have this rule that says no hugging other people. So then the producers show me a video and this is what you're watching. You're watching the person. You're going to watch me watching a video and it shows me my partner was hugging someone else at a pool party. But the plot twist is I don't know if that actually is my partner or if it's a generated video. So if it's a deep fake that the producers have made of my wife hugging someone else at this particular pool party. It just seems like a complete, like the, the, the perfect recipe for complete disaster, like complete and total disaster. Because as if people weren't already uh, freaked out enough about like AI and um, computer generated things and fake stuff and fake news and all of these different things, this show is just going to send people completely over the edge if they decide to actually watch it. It is, uh, it is kind of, I think what would actually be more interesting is to get, get some information on how they actually put the scenes together, like how they do this whole thing, because it's kind of crazy. What they'll do is actually do like a split screen where you as the viewer can see on the left, here's, or on the right, it'll show you here's what really happened. And it could have been something where that person, your partner didn't actually go through with the thing they weren't supposed to go through, go through with. And then on the left, they have the video the fake generated scene the deep fake where they've recreated it and made it look like your partner did do something they weren't supposed to do it is wild so that whole concept i'm just i'm more interested like if there's some sort of documentary or something that comes out that tells you how they did this whole thing that i would totally watch but um, if you want to waste hmm I'd give it no more than 20 minutes, to be honest with you. If you want to waste about 20 minutes of your life and uh, possibly just be able to you know, say on your resume, hey, I did spend 20 minutes watching possibly one of the worst shows that I've ever seen in the history of reality TV, then check that out on Netflix, Deep Fake Love. All right. So with that, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and call this an episode. So uh, if you have stuck around this long, as always... I definitely appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to uh, a Friday 4 episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. If you do uh, enjoy the podcast and you have suggestions on things I can cover going forward, I've got a, a handful of things kind of in the hopper here, but if you have a suggestions for things I can cover here or that you'd like to hear Kelly and I talk about on the Lifting, Running, and Living pod, then feel free to reach out to me. You can get a hold of me through um, Instagram. My handle will be in the show notes. So again, thanks for tuning in to another episode I definitely appreciate it. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week.